0: Hello, 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 what's up, people? How are you today? And today we are going to talk about something which is very close to my heart and I am sure it's going to resonate with many of you and it is our addiction to worrying. I have been a serial warrior and I can tell you it's been very challenging to live like that. But before I move on, I want to thank you for all the beautiful messages full of wisdom, you know, sharing with me your own stories of grief and mourning uh, regarding last week's blog about the pain of grieving. And thank you also for the words of encouragement you sent me uh, regarding my mother's death. Thank you so much. I'm really honored. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as I said before, today I want to focus on the addiction to worrying that we usually experience. and We aren't going to refer to the excessive worrying that turns into anxiety or panic attacks. No, we're going to refer to worrying, um, in terms of obsessive thinking. You know, when we obsess about one thing or the other and then we start suffering and this happens on a daily basis and then our power is taken away. These worries can be related to everyday, uh, things and think about them yourselves, but it can be the stress you might go through because the bills we have to pay Uh, are more expensive than usual or because there's the pile of unanswered emails in your mailbox or maybe you have forgotten to buy a list of materials from your children's school and you have started worrying because they return to school feeling completely oblivious of the situation and you feel completely guilty about that. Uh, These worries can be at a slightly higher level of concern, such as deadlines at university or work, jobs that are enough to live peacefully, but which in the summer drop a little, and then you don't know how it will go on. And even comments, comments that you made that then made you feel guilty or comments that others made to you that you didn't understand and then left you thinking and feeling uneasy. Mm -hmm. So that is the, the type of worrying we're going to refer to, the everyday worries that disempower us. And our brain has been designed to see the half-empty glass. It's always on high alert because it's preparing to save us from what it perceives to be a threat. It's very important to be fully equipped for the moments that worrying takes over us because our energy may plummet in seconds. There's very deep work to do in order to get to the root cause of our concern, of course, and when we get there, it's important to nourish ourselves with everything in our power to stop the harmful habit of becoming a serial warrior. Rick Hansel, my teacher and your scientist, tells us that the way you feel and act is determined by three factors. And please take note of this. Number one, The challenges you face. Number two, the vulnerabilities that these challenges trigger. And number three, the strengths you have to face those challenges and protect your vulnerabilities. For example, the challenge of a critical boss. Mm -hmm. That would be intensified by your vulnerability or tendency to feel a little bit anxious. That you could cope with the situation by by drawing on the inner strengths of self-soothing, self-talk, and remembering how respected you are by others, regardless of that critical uh, boss. And of course, you're saying to yourselves, oh, yes, 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 this is much easier said than done. And I never said it was going to be easy. <laughs> I, in fact, I told you there's deep work to be done. Uh, people sometimes share with me that they feel low because they worry about what their colleagues might think after they set a boundary. That is a very... um common case of worry, and they obsess about the situation until they feel unbearable stress, and they call me, Georgie, Georgie, please help, SOS. And of course, I can't tell a client how he or she should respond to challenges or what internal resource to use. I can't do that. But I am going to hold their hands uh, because that is deep work to do. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that work, the answers will manifest clearly. So let me share with you what we do. We're drawing from my experience, the first thing I'd like to invite you to do is to get in touch with your worry and how it manifests in your body. What can you feel? Pain, pressure, agitation. And then where do you feel it? Do you feel it in your tummy or your throat or your hair, your shoulders? you you know, hmm? and then ask yourself what those feelings are trying to tell you. What is your body whispering to you? If we think of the example I gave you above uh, of someone who was assertive in setting a boundary and then whips himself, herself, because she did it or he did it. The first step is to contact the feelings in your body. It may feel like some pressure at the base of your throat or headache or tummy ache. So then listen to the messages that those feelings bring you. For example, you are worrying because you don't know if your colleagues will still love you. Or you are feeling that you might be rejected and that hurts you. Or or you fear going back to the office and being looked at with suspicion. Mm? Or you fear that nobody will talk to you again. Therefore, when we find ourselves obsessive with intrusive thoughts, we should try to contact them at bodily level hmm? and then call them by their name. For example, I I am afraid of being rejected. I am afraid of not being loved. I am afraid of not being enough. I am afraid of not having what it takes for whatever. I might suffer this or that. And then the invitation is to ask ourselves a simple question. Is it really so? Is this real? Or is it a story that I am telling myself? Reality might tell you that the situation at work was escalating and you found yourself at the point where you had to say, this is it, we can continue like this, folks. And the fantasy that worries and traps you tells you that your colleagues will think that you are a horrible, unspeakable person. But that is the fantasy. That is the tale you are telling yourself. So separate reality from fantasy. Let me give you another example. Your young son gave you a note where the teacher asked you to buy a list of school materials. You had so many things on your mind when your son gave you the list that you forgot to buy them. The next day, you remember the list. Oops. And you felt you were the worst mother in the world. You worried because you thought that your son would be the only student without his materials. You imagined him comparing to the other kids who did have everything because the other mothers are perfect and you are a disaster. And to make matters worse, you thought about how the teacher would criticize you for being careless. So let's apply the process I mentioned before. What do I feel at bodily level? And what does this discomfort mean to me? That is the first thing you need to ask yourself. I feel pain at the base of my throat. My body is telling me that I need to pause and be present. My body is telling me that I find it difficult to connect with the here and now. I am too busy and I forget things. Hmm? What is real in this anecdote and what is not? Hmm? Reality. You forgot to buy the list of materials. You had a lot on your plate. What story are you telling yourself? What fantasy are you buying into? You are buying into the lie that you are a bad mother because good mothers don't forget things. You are also telling yourself a tale. You are telling yourself and you are certain that the teacher won't have the empathy or the compassion to see that forgetfulness happens to everyone. And once you call things by their name and separate what is real from what is not and which left you obsessing with intrusive thoughts, ask yourself, what do I need? What would nurture me right now? Do I need a hug? Do I need a break? Do I need a more compassionate outlook on life? More kindness to myself? Talking to my friends? What do I need viscerally? At that moment, you might find yourself crying because you realized that it's all part of being human. You are just a person walking on this earth. We are little humans walking on the earth. And when you meet yourself exactly where you are, the answers will appear. Only by making this sacred pause will we come out of the trance of worrying. Not by doing like maniacs, but by pausing. And I'd like to invite you to think about a situation that was really hard in the past in which you worried more than necessary. You felt stressed and bitter and then nothing that you imagined happened. How much energy is drained in those moments? Please think about that. And now imagine yourself 10 years from now. Look back and see yourself. What would you say to yourself, to the you of today? What does that person that you are today need? What does experience know you most need to know and have? Perhaps you discover that worrying gives you a false sense of having things under control, when in reality control is an illusion. You may discover that you think and do more to get away from the present moment and what your true being really needs. What can you do to respect, love, and take care of yourself? And to round off, I'd like to tell you which the greatest antidote to worrying is. And it is gratitude. Gratitude, my friends. We take so much for granted. We think we're going to live forever. We think that our friends are going to be there forever. We think our children are going to be young forever. We think everything will last forever. We go on holidays and we don't even enjoy ourselves because we think we can return or because we are, you know, thinking about something else. Let's not give things for granted. Let's be grateful. We have so many things and reasons to thank and smile. So pause and honor everything you are and you have, all that works and enjoy your life. The great brother David Steintal Rust, Austrian Benedictine uh, monk, There are lots of talks on YouTube, tells us, the root of joy is gratitude. It is not that happiness makes us grateful. It is gratitude that makes us happy. Let me repeat it. The root of joy is gratitude. It is not that happiness makes us grateful. It is gratitude that makes us happy. That energy will quickly bring you out of the trance of worrying. Don't postpone yourself and start giving thanks today. Because the time to start is now. If you know someone who can benefit from this blog, please invite them to subscribe. In this way, we create bridges to help one another. For the time being, let me send you a very big hug.